This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We listen to Do You Hear What I Hear? And we're going to talk about it today on Good Christmas Fun. And you can't even wrap this under the tree, but here comes Christmas for me. Do you think you can make us laugh? No. You're a clown if you say. Hey. I'm a Christian wife. <laughs> Sicario. Everything. White women are notoriously shifty. Get in the bathroom. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Clean up on aisle butt. Hey. Look. Oh. I see snow. I smell snow. Oh, it's coming down right now. Oh, my God. Welcome to Good Christmas Fun. Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Christmas Caroline. Ooh, and I'm Christmas Kevin. I'm Santa. Who, who am I? Kevin T. Porter. What, I feel what? like we we tried to figure this out before your Christmas name pun. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Bitch. <laughs> That's it. We got it. Rudolph okay, the red-haired cool. bitch, I think, is maybe. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, listeners, if you have any other suggestions, send them our way. Let Please, them and and make them mean. Make them as mean as say Caroline's three well. consecutive replies to celebrity doppelganger <laughs> day on Twitter. Hey, I got no faves from you. No replies. You're playing it so cool, and you saw them all. You got 150 likes. That's a on real some Christmas bitch. Yeah, but the one that matters the most is from my friend Kevin. That's very sweet. I feel the same. <laughs> way about you good christian fun is the podcast where we talk about christian pop culture the movies the music and the entertainment usually made for and usually made by christians and sometimes it's a little bit not that for christians and it's not that by christians which may be the case now in this series of good christmas fun which is for everyone it's for department stores it's for capitalism it's for Mm. anyone who wants to Share a Coke with a polar bear and Santa Claus. Should we call it good holiday fun? Make it more inclusive? Yeah, uh, no, we'll save that. We'll we'll save good holiday fun for the Patreon, which is behind a paywall. We're, we want to be inclusive for we $5 We want to be inclusive behind the paywall. Yes. But outside the paywall, there are barriers and there is no entry. I just feel like Christian. boundaries are important. No, yeah, this is about boundaries right now. Yeah, and and practicing good boundaries is really important too, as mm-hmm. as we're all finding out. So you know, uh, and and just a little peek behind the curtain. This is coming out a few weeks after recording this. Uh, by the time you hear this, all three of us will have the novel coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you can't even wrap that under the tree. Inevitably, here comes Corona for me. Here comes COVID for me. And that is hopefully not the truth. Here but we go. You know, based that, on you know how things are going. Yeah, are you battening down the hatches for the holiday season, Kevin? You mean chastity wise? Absolutely. And in fact, I've been preparing to the for this moment no, for that, a long time. That's never been a question in my mind, honestly. But the, the, the social 
you know, no more social interactions. Close your windows, close your doors, no neighbors, no outside mail, uh, no outside food, growing your own food, <laughs> just keeping it nice and locked down. I do have no neighbors I share a wall with right now, and that's a double-edged sword. It's time to expand your apartment and knock that wall down. <laughs> just knock the wall down. Just don't <laughs> yeah. tell my landlord. No, that'd be fine. Yeah. We're talking about a standard, some might say. Do you hear what I hear? Which is a song about bragging about your hearing ability. It's an ableism song. <laughs> it's an ableist <laughs> anthem <laughs> that is marginalizing the hearing, the hearing disabled community. And well, we that is need, our theme and, is uh, barriers. Yeah, and and if you want a more inclusive song, Patreon.com/slash/GoodChristianFun for just five bucks a month. We take PayPal. We take credit card. We take right. freaking Venmo, Bevmo. Elmo, I certainly take Elmo, okay? Take two Elmos. <laughs> take two Elmos and never call you again. <laughs> uh, but we're going to need a very special guest to help us in this endeavor. So let's introduce her right now. Friends and folks, she's a writer. She's a podcaster. You may know her from her shows, Molly Sleazy Friends or The Night Call Podcast. Give it the hell up for Molly, Molly Lambert. My bells. And this is the rest of the podcast. We don't talk, Molly. We just do this. <laughs> Molly, thank you so much for joining us on the show, friend. Wow, thanks for having me. That's the best introduction I've ever had for anything in yes. my life. Yes. That's a oh, GCF signature. We love to hear it. I know. It's always... You want something. You want something that says you belong. You're welcome. You're loved here. Yeah, we're excited. You're what, is that, what is that jam? What is that? Yeah. That's a song called Sing Your Praise to the Lord, written by Rich Mullins, who wrote Awesome God, which is a, a song you're familiar with. That's right. Yeah. And uh, as sung by Amy that's Motherfucking what I Grant. Amy Motherfucking Grant. Yeah. That's right. That was when we were trying to come up with a th- something for me to do on the show. I was like, well, I wasn't raised religious at all, mm-hmm. but like, I love some good Christian music. Yeah. Because it you were has talking no. About- you were talking about our guys and awesome God. You're talking about a little bit of Michael W. Smith as well, our favorite little. Yeah, just like you know, I like to go through genres, and at a certain point, you run out of things and and start getting into things like Christian yacht rock, <laughs> and then you find out it's a whole world and it rules. Molly, that is extremely unique. I have to say, um, I don't see most people making it through all the genres and finally getting to the, the discount <laughs> section of music, is what I would call CCM. I'm done with jazz time for time for you know my my boyfriend had played me a really good amy grant song though a while ago oh yeah i was like oh this is a jam which which one was that uh it was like are you are you living in an old man's trouble i think is what it's called what is that Uh, it was just some old amy grant song and it ruled oh uh, oh i think i think i got you right here it's it's uh, are you living in an old man's not trouble but rubble? Here we go. Rubble. <laughs> this is old man's are you rubble. Living in an old man's rubble. Are you listening yeah. to the father of lies? Of lies? Are you walking with unnecessary burdens? Are you trying to take them upon yourself? Wait, this is- very good. Yeah, it's very good. It's kind of hot, right? Like the world yeah. thinking that. Well, Amy Grant too. She was like, 
a little bit excommunicated from Christian music because of getting with Vince Gilligan. Mm-hmm. Wait, I just Vin- love- wait, we, we, we elongated his name to Vince Gilligan. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Gilligan's Isle. Vince Gill. Vince Gill. Vince Gilligan's the I guy like who Vince does. Gilligan. That's the guy who does Breaking Bad, and it would be really amazing if he was married to Amy Grant. <laughs> Vince Gilligan. <laughs> oh yeah, Amy did a terrific job in that last Entertainment album. Entertainment power. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, they are. Now imagine Skylar White as played by Amy Grant, and isn't that interesting? Oh it gracious. Is. Well, uh, Molly, we know you don't have a lot of experience with uh, religion and the faith, but what did you have growing up? Any exposure to any sort of religiosity at all? What, what was I it mean, like? I mean, very secular. Mm-hmm. I'm like uh, a classic half Jewish, half Irish Catholic. Classic. Vintage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, person. So yeah, I, I just got, got a lot of guilt and shame on both sides, but... We do like like everything secular. I think, you know, my mom lapsed as a Catholic pretty early on, so she didn't ever make us go to church or anything. Mm. Uh, we all had our own choices of if we wanted to do like a bar mitzvah. There was just no pressure because mm-hmm. I have cool hippie parents. Was this growing so, up in the valley as well? In Los yeah. Angeles? Okay. Yeah. A1A so, till you die? Yeah. And... <laughs> and I definitely was like interested in other people who had more religious upbringings because it seemed exotic to me, which mm-hmm. is funny. <laughs> you know, and I have friends who grew up in like Texas with like a lot of Christian pop culture. And I just feel like because I have no connection to it, I'm just like, ooh, this is great. It doesn't like remind me of, you know, oppressive Sunday school or anything <laughs> like it might for other people. Yes. Um, you are a person without triggers as far as religion goes. Yeah, I think uh, I never, never found the right fit for me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like into uh, all all the different religions. Have Did you have like a, like an exploration them. period where you were looking around for other stuff? I mean, my parents are hippies, so like the stuff that we had in our house is like the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying, and mm-hmm. like you know Buddhist stuff. Uh, and I definitely identified with that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got into Zen Buddhism, like your traditional uh, person going through their beat generation phase. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Uh, what would you do when you are exploring Zen Buddhism? I um, haven't given it a shot. Yet. Well, I just I, I love it because it's all about just sort of you know the here and now. There's no mm-hmm. veil of tears involved. I mean, Buddhism is also like life is pain, which always I was like that one makes sense to me. That tracks <laughs> more than some like, of the absolute others. truth. <laughs> yeah, and there are definitely ways in which I identify with like both Catholicism and Judaism a little bit. You know, I love the. Uh, accessorizing in Catholicism, the mm-hmm. best best accessory game in the whole Absolutely. Christian pantheon. We're talking Robes, beads, we're talking great gowns, beautiful gowns, as Rita said about the Catholic faith. Yes. <laughs> they were gowns, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, and I, I identify with the Jewish side on the like perennial outsider, uh, nowhere is your home kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yeah. tip, which is part of why we're going to talk about Christmas songs. Sure. Well, did you ever have like any sense that God existed at all? Or was it, I'm always so curious because it feels to me like the logical track for anyone 
who would be agnostic or atheist is like, you believe in God a little bit or maybe a lot, and then you don't. It's so hard for me, even it's so dumb because obviously it exists all the time, but it's so hard for me even now as an adult to be like, so you just like were never into it. You never. No, I was never into it. And like, this is very, very dark, but you know, maybe it's because some of my family was killed off in the Holocaust on the Jewish side, which makes it, you know, you just gives you a different point of view about like how the world is. It's like, well, totally. things would be pretty bad if things if this was happening and there was a plan to it. You know, and also my Jewish grandparents were secular Jews. They were like not religious Jews at all, and it mm-hmm. you know didn't didn't matter. So, I I think I just came with a general skepticism about everything. Yeah, that persists to this day to every part of your life. <laughs> but I asked my mom. I was like, "When did you lapse as a Catholic?" Because she was like a real you know brought up Catholic, uh, mm-hmm. and she said pretty early on because she had a best friend who was Jewish. And in Sunday school, they were like, oh, the Jews are like going to hell. And she was like, oh, yeah, what about my friend who I brought right here? <gasps> Ooh, is she going uh, to hell? Oh, my hell? gosh. It's like an episode of Maury. Also, it was a really funny, just like kid gotcha. It's such a like Lisa Simpson, just like, oh, s- oh, so you're saying that like she's going to hell, this like innocent <laughs> child. Um, but yeah, she said she realized pretty early on that it was like a lot of stuff she didn't fully uh, believe in or agree with. So I think they were very just like, we're not going to push anything on you and you can get into whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, neither my brother or I really were like, you know, let's have a super religious awakening phase. He had a bar mitzvah, um, which I later realized was smart because he got lots of things. But I was like... You the last thing things. I want when I'm 12 is to like, get up in front of people and do something, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, the performance um, But the haul that you would get, the absolute yeah. load of gifts. <laughs> but yeah, there was bag. just the swag. I would, I would do the it. Air, the airbrush t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so, I mean, I guess like anything in our lives, but especially religion, it's amazing how much like, we still are carrying on the legacy usually of like what our grandparents or their parents even decided. Like I, I feel like your secular Jewish grandparents had a big influence then on your parents. And like you said, your family and like the Holocaust history, like that trickled all the way down to you now who had total freedom of choice. And on the inverse, I've heard many people too that were like, my grandpa was a pastor, my dad was a pastor, or I was raised in the church hardcore, you know, like we are just a pure legacy a lot of the time with our mm-hmm. religious upbringing. Yeah, I think people are a pure legacy with religion most of the time. And I've also, we've had like back and forths about it on Night Call um, because Tess and Emily both come from more of a religious background than I do, especially Emily, you know, where I've been like, well, if you're pro-choice, like you just should leave the Catholic Church. And they were more like, what if you stay in the Catholic Church and convince other Catholics to become pro-choice? Like, wouldn't that be better than just abandoning it? And I feel like I've come around to their point of view a lot more. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think people need community. We can see that especially now, just like people really need groups to be in and humans with which to communicate what do you feel like were some of the communities that like supplanted if that was something that you thought other kids experienced or even maybe even in your adult life what like church community was for other people what do you think that thing was for you um i don't know because i did feel like 
I didn't feel connected to other um, kids that I knew who were like the same faith as me necessarily. I guess just like, you know, friendship families, like chosen families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are special. Group texts. <laughs> group texts are, are the church of 2020. Yeah, I mean, pretty um, much. Yeah. Facebook groups. I, you dog on Facebook groups. Some Facebook groups are good. Oh, Especially, we have a night call Facebook group and it is very active. So yeah. And probably not toxic because it's probably closed off and weirdos get kicked well, out. Well, yeah. And because Tess moderates it. But oh, perfect. Yeah. I won't go on there. So I understand all points of view. Yep. And yeah. see, that's why uh, it's just a failure of the church that these technocrats have risen to power. Mm-hmm. If we had a little more Jesus and a little less Zuckerberg. Wait, that sounds anti-Semitic. Pope <laughs> Dorsey. Gosh. And Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. Yes. Archdeacon Instagram CEO. Miss, I don't yes. know their name. Father <laughs> Musk. I pray before thee. <laughs> Gracious, I know. Church of Black. Have you been? Have you been your, here your whole life here in Los Angeles? Uh, almost. Yeah, I went to college uh, on the East Coast, but okay. I came back oh, nice. right afterwards. So, I would be curious to see if you've observed any sort of like shift in how religion has been performed or how it's functioned in the Greater Los Angeles area. Like, if you've seen actual shifts. I mean, I got freaked out the other day, actually, because my friends lived down the street from a church and there were people in the church uh, singing without masks on. And Uh -uh. that was very scary because I was like, here's this thing that like should be joyful and normally is. But now it's a nightmare and I'm not going to like narc on this church or anything. Mm -hmm. I'll narc on him. It just stressed me out. It's just, (laughs) I don't know. It just... um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just harder to gather now for anyone, although that's, you know, we got these virtual gatherings, but it's not the same. No. But you know what? On that topic, though, I feel like churches that are still meeting right now and doing this very thing, they are showing that they have an idolatry for church. Like they idolize the church over everything, over people's totally. lives, over safety mm-hmm. or, and like, it's probably also the pastor that it's like, I need everybody to hear my goddamn sermon in person, be influenced. Like it's a total ego thing too. It's And so they funny. have to gather and their spiritual lives will completely suffer if they don't hear me today, you know, and gather. And that to me is a kind of idolatry and I hope that they yeah. hear this. I mean, I've seen, <laughs> we'll send it to them. I've also <laughs> okay. seen there's like some socially distanced church now, which I think is very interesting. There's like a few churches by me that have just oh, moved like outside. outside. Oh yeah. Not seems fine. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. That is the crazy part of it too. Is like there, that is an option, you know, and it is significantly safer. Like you can do that. So yeah. That's the thing. You gather. can gather, just be, Wear masks and be farther apart from each other than you normally would. Just don't go in the church. But I also am sympathetic to the idea that people have like a, you know, superstitious almost connection to going to church where they feel like if they stop, like something bad will happen. Yeah, Uh, no, I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Even though if they keep going, something bad might happen. (laughs) It's the real issue. Unreal yeah, it stuff. is It is like a really important routine for a lot of people. Well, I was even thinking of Kevin, you were talking earlier that like 
earlier in the pandemic that like you just miss the opportunity to like talk after the service like that's the best part that's the know? best but it's pizza and that's afterwards. like that yes. sustains like so much of life you know <laughs> literally Absolutely. like that post-church hang so i yeah i i totally also beyond my diatribe like feel for people that want to like get together because it's such like an important habit to being happy well you just miss running into people too that's why like all the celebration on the saturday that they call the election was so fun just to be safely with mass and stuff but just to run into oh my god molly what are you doing here like all that stuff which is just an opportunity sorely sorely lacking right now but yes the culture war of the necessity of Mm. gathering in person is so funny i mean it's awful and it's and it's not funny it's tragic but it's also like in this in this hubristic sense like the did you see did either of you see the tweet that was uh circulating a couple days ago at chad kimball one which i guess he's a tony nominated actor from come from away but he he said respectfully, I will never allow a governor or anyone to stop me from singing in all caps, let alone singing worship to my God. Folks, absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is not about safety; it's about power. That was also capitalized. I will respectfully disobey these unlawful orders. Hashtag tyranny. Hashtag truth. Which was. <laughs> about choirs bands and ensembles not being able to perform during services and people not being allowed to sing so it is like such a symbol i think the symbolism of like you can't sing i think i think especially for this intersection of like musical theater kid and christian persecution complex but it's like well i gotta sing i can't can't live (laughs) very very interesting to observe in people. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was like a musical theater uh, QAnon contingency. Oh, I didn't either. honey. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I- it's, a, it's like in every, it's in every group now, right? Like, yeah. What, musical theater? Go high or go low. Well, yes. And also uh, QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, which, which do you think is worse for the culture? Musical theater kids or QAnon? Musical I mean, theater. when they combine, you like you musical said. theater, Caroline. I know. I just saw an opportunity. You to love bully and I went for it. Oh, I don't gracious. know. It wasn't yeah, but my someone, better self. If, if somebody, you have to bully someone who's like, I gotta sing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that guy's being. And like, normally you would want to bully that guy, but now it's like he's actually so a right. dangerous. Now would be an act of courage for me. Yeah. To do that. <laughs> it's not like. And, it, and, and even though it would be a, a, a different sort of ethical question if it was, I need to see my grandma and she has cancer and the doctors yeah. are saying I can't come into the hospital room or I can't be with my wife when she's delivering the baby. But the fact of like, I can't hit that high G in the bridge. If I can't sleep, sing sloppy wet kiss every Sunday. I am going to be oppressed. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Okay. Well, you know what, Molly? You may not be a member of of any church officially, but you just became a member of the First Church of GCF of Good Christian Fun. Oh, wow. And you're welcome here and loved here anytime that you come. And you can sing all you want uh, over Zoom and in the privacy of your own home. 
Wow, no wonder everybody gets into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do yeah. have to tithe about 40% of your income, but that's oh, just oh, okay. for yeah, and, the greater good. And to, okay, complete, what if- and to complete the membership, uh, we will need you to recruit five other members to the Church of DCF. <laughs> Wait, and you need to be alert. You need to have your phone at all times. I might send you a question mark. And you have to send back the letters GCF at any. Oh, oh, okay. So this is Maxim, is what you're saying? Yes. But instead of volleyball, it's ping pong. Wow. Which I think is easy. Which is more fun. Yeah. And you don't have to dress up for as much. Uh, Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christmas Fun. It's time for a segment we've been doing on the show this year. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles Ministry. And someone showed up to the Singles Mixer with some... Oh, I forgot about that part. (laughs) He did say ho 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 hallelujah. So yeah, thank, you. thank you, Sam. What is, what does ho hallelujah make happen? Well, it makes me bust down. We're gonna find <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Wait, does Santa seem Santa doesn't seem Christian to me. He's not. Let's explore He's not, this. Right? He's not Christian. He seems, he seems distinctly Jewish to me. Oh. Is that wrong to say? I think he's distinctly Let's check the message boards. Yeah, I don't <laughs> invented know. by I mean, well, Jesus is a Jew, so that makes sense. Right. Right? Right? I um, just like yeah, like the his person I know historically he's I invented he by he was a Catholic, but he was invented yeah. by the Coca-Cola company, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that is why he doesn't seem Christian because of the godless Coke executives. <laughs> the Coke brothers, as I call them. <laughs> Wait, yeah, what about abstraction is Jewish, Caroline? I want to drill that down a little more. I don't know. Um, Abandoned ship, Caroline. Yeah, <laughs> I, really, I really don't I don't feel comfortable. Let's draw some I guess... parallels. Let's... Because, uh... <laughs> like... He's not Christian, but he is like rooted in history. And you know he's what? Like, he's more yeah. to me. He's like a druid. I yeah. see what you're saying about like it's not part of the Christian pantheon. He's more like Zeus or something from the Greek pantheon, or he feels more connected to the original traditions that Christmas comes out of that are all right. the pagan winter tree festival type stuff. Yeah. He seems very like wicker man like 
green, <laughs> you know, green forest man. Not yeah, the he's, he's elfin. Yeah, <laughs> elvish. He's like he's an elvish. He's person. bringing the elvish for authenticity. Uh, <laughs> no, I just feel like he also he he's never breaking a sweat. He just can't be bothered. Well, he no, because like, he's running I a freaking sweatshop. Yeah. Well, well then yeah, he's, he's not Jewish. Yeah, because he's because <laughs> he's it. firmly anti-union. So let's explore that a little bit. That's right. We so singles ministry, uh, we're talking rights. about <laughs> the old Christmas standard. Do you hear what I hear, Molly? What is your experience generally with Christmas music and your relationship with it? You had said to me before that you've written about it a little bit. Yeah, past. we were just trying to think of things that are Christian pop culture that I do have experience with, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh well, I like. I've always liked Christmas music because, again, it's so weird. It's mm-hmm. such a weird subgenre of music. And the idea that there's like a type of music that you only listen to at one time of the year is mm-hmm. the weirdest idea. The only um, thing we have that's close to it is, 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 I guess, like summer jams or when we, yeah, you know. But even then, those like can go into the fall and the spring. Like mm-hmm. a Christmas song, like once Christmas is over, you're not going to hear it the Mariah song on the radio again mm-hmm. until maybe the next November. You know? I do wish we had more like seasonal music. Like in <laughs> April, we we listen to classical. Let's get a Columbus Day nice. playlist going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. I, yeah, there's something nice about a uh, weather changes your your listening habits. Um, but yeah, I also I was in chorus always, so I did a lot of like Christmas shows where we would oh, sing yeah. Christmas standards. The money makers. Yeah, and that's where I sang probably the only Christian music I sang in a group. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I loved doing it because I love singing in a group. Because who doesn't? It's fun. Let me ask then, what, after all that singing about Jesus and the Christ child and the manger and the baby Jesus, et cetera, what is like your feeling about the baby Jesus story at this oh, point? Oh, I mean, the fact that the baby <laughs> Jesus is like its own character separate of adult <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It's yeah. like Yoda and baby Yoda. It's two yeah. separate entities. The child, Kevin yes. and Yoda. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so all of the baby jesus stuff is really funny to me i guess it because it's they're singing to a baby mm-hmm. but he's a powerful baby he's a powerful baby and <laughs> they all know power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now did you have any like particular christmas albums that were standard rotation in yeah the i mean my parents would put on the phil specter christmas album is very big in our house um the frank sinatra christmas album Mm -hmm. uh there's a couple of springsteen christmas songs okay Um, now we're talking yes (laughs) but yeah nothing nothing super religious but Mm -hmm. i feel like even the really rockin christmas albums always have like one song at least where they're like now we're gonna slow it down and do this <laughs> do the really altar call do this down. love song for the baby jesus <laughs> a ballad for the babe but to me you know even santa claus is coming to town and uh, that's kind of christ coming to earth in a yeah, way similar it's similar it. there's like it's it's like a one for one for me and that's just my lens that's just how i see the world right like, rocking like, around the christmas tree the tree mm-hmm. in question is a cross. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so is everyone just dancing around a cross? Oh, you just reminded me. I was also in Jesus Christ Superstar. Hey. Whoa. What part? Chorus? Just in the chorus. Okay. But, you know. Important. One of the, 
Yeah. Backup <laughs> singer on the title title song. So. Oh dang. I I, I love that shit. Okay. Yeah, well, me the too. the the song in question we're listening to. Caroline, I'd ask you about Christmas music, but we've done this four years in a row. Yeah, we've covered whatever. it. Quite yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's good. So. I have nothing new to share either. It's not like I discovered a bunch of Christmas music this year. You didn't? Why not? <laughs> no, I bet you did. Probably. I feel like you're always like you keep your playlist fresh. I try to, but they mine do get nice a little dusty. Yeah, they, mine, <laughs> mine get dusty too. I'm less of a explorer on Spotify than you. Yeah. How do you find new music, Molly? Just just tell me real oh, quick. Oh, I just use YouTube. I don't think I've ever been on Spotify. Oh, wow. Okay. Because um, I don't like it, and I just kind of avoided it. And I just always... Wow. I don't like the format, and I like that YouTube has the like algorithm, just shows mm-hmm. you a bunch of other things you might like. And this- that's how I found all the Christian Yacht Rock, because if you find <sighs> one... It, like, <laughs> It leads to more. Well, it just radicalized to me. It like more simulates the feeling of digging for music at a record store or something. Just which is what I like. I think that's true, especially because YouTube. There's there's wild stuff on there that wouldn't be on any of the streams. Here, can I play you an amazing song? Yes. Wait. Do you want to send me the link so I can play it here? Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm gonna gonna put it in the chat. Oh, please. Yes. I know. Um, By the way, meetings, like talking to someone who's not on Spotify does feel like meeting a person who says, no, I don't use Amazon. Yeah, that's right. I, I also like, don't use Amazon. Whoa. I, I just, I don't like getting stuff delivered. Wow. I like going to the store. She I would never want to give up going to the store. You don't like you, getting mail? You still like going to the store? Package it? <laughs> I mean, I, now I just... Kevin. Now I feel too guilty about the people working in the warehouses during COVID. You know, yeah. I think there's, it's like my brain goes too much to the like, who does have to do this if I don't have to do it? Who? Yeah. No, that is who's the on the line. thing to think through. No, full. But I use, but yeah. I'm not like, I use lots of other things that are totally unethical and corporate. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like the format of those two. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm sending you a song oh, in the chat. Can't wait. Okay, this is- here we go. This is this is a song from Molly. This is a song called Okay, this is Michael and Stormy O'Martian. Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm, their last name, mm-hmm. I assume? Michael and Stormy O'Martian. This is called Dr. Jesus. This is something she found on YouTube. Let's take a listen. Dr. Jesus, it hurts so bad right here. Or would you be so kind? To check here deep inside my heart And just below my mind Well, this band yes, I this Chill with the lyrics quite a, while, a lifetime I believe This rocks Just wait, just wait everything I know And it never seems to I've heard you're the only specialist who's ever had the cure. Kind of a Randy the Newman vibe. Is a Randy specialist. Newman specialist. You come highly recommended. In fact, millions of people. It's like Jesus is a doctor. If you he is the metaphor has been stretched. Oh, but hold on, hold on. 
Because this is just the intro. Molly's right. Spotify sucks. Yeah, this this yeah, this is not been on Spotify. Wasting our time. <laughs> I don't believe we. It's been... not on Spotify. Well, no. I mean, I think on YouTube no. there are just more people uploading their own weird record collections yeah. like this. Yeah, I found this gems. on a channel on YouTube called Old School Christian. Yeah, this uh, my, oh my, my getting the Michael and Stormy O'Martian deal worked out was not high on Daniel X priority <laughs> list uh, over at Spotify HQ, and I understand why. But Kevin. we were made worse in Rod for it. Good. Damn. Gracious I'm upset that we haven't covered that on like worst or best Christian song of all time. We've got to get around to that. Yeah. Well, let's just do it right now. Let's give it a roast or a toast. <laughs> no, just kidding. We won't do that. <laughs> but, uh, but for the record, toast. Toast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> for sure. Right. It's very like Doobie Brothers. It's just like. A lot of music could be about Jesus if you wanted it to be. Yes, and he is a That's good, a good doctor. Premise of this He's show. He's a good doctor. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? He gives you health care for free. Wait, Jesus <laughs> loves Medicare Universal. for all. Universal. Absolutely. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is going for single parrier, but wow. you know we're working on it. <laughs> wow, we got some Spotify or some YouTube rather crate digging to do in our in, yeah. our, in our future. What a what a nice what a nice discovery. Oh my lord. Um, well, the song we're here to talk about is not nearly as esoteric and shocking or surprising in that. You know way. what? It is. It, it well, turns out. Well, it kind of is. Yeah, so this, is. This is Do You Hear What I Hear. I guess everyone maybe, <laughs> we all like read up read on it. the same Wikipedia page about it. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was shocked. So I'll start with this factoid. I think this is our first song we've covered that was written technically by a Nazi. At least for no, a, a no, teeny, I tiny won't. time. Right, technically. For, technically, that's why I put the technically. But then, so, excuse me. Yes, so well, Noel Regney, he was a Frenchman. He was a serious musician. And then when they were invaded, he was drafted against his will into the German army. And then he left them and then lived in the French underground. After he, that. Well, come on. He's actually, he's really cool, it turns out. Yeah, he was like conscripted into the SS and he didn't want to be in it. Mm-hmm. So he ambushed the Nazis. He like, went Whoa. resistance against them and then led a bunch of Nazis into an ambush. <gasps> what? So he's yeah. actually super cool. And then the lady who wrote the music for uh, Do You Hear What I Hear? Gloria, Gloria Shane. Shane. Gloria is- Shane. So that it's a husband and wife writing duo, not unlike a Goffin and King back in the day. Uh, or I guess in the future day from where they were. But husband and wife duo, they met... She was playing piano at a hotel when he moved to Manhattan and he uh, moved there to write commercial jingles and things for the radio. And he saw this gorgeous woman playing this gorgeous music at the piano. He was like, hell yeah. And they met and they started talking and then they like fell in love, got married and became a writing duo. They also wrote the song Rain, Ray, Go Away, Come Again Another Day. That's them as well. Amazing. Yeah. 
And Somebody wrote that song. It's just two crazy. Classics. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like uh, it, it's almost like the idea of like someone wrote A B C D E F G. Yeah, like right. the birthday song. The birthday like, song. Just, yeah, it's bizarre. Mildred and Patty Hill. That's the only. That's the only Jeopardy <laughs> question I would ever do well on. Uh, You're screaming, Kevin. Please. <laughs> Am I screaming? Relax. Mildred and Patty Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and you do carry on the spirit of Trebek by being exhausted with me, right? Now. <laughs> Losers, no, no, no. RIP, we miss you. Yeah, the uh, this is also the first song I think we've covered that is about the Cuban Missile Crisis. That, that we know was of. the that shocking surprise. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until reading the Wikipedia yes. that this yes. song was written for the Cuban Missile Crisis as a peace, an anti-war, anti-nuclear pro-peace song mm-hmm. i always thought this was a religious song totally because it's about the baby jesus so much this has sunday school written all over it, i thought you know? yeah it's just one of those ones that sounds much older than it is it's from like 1962 this is like the opposite of what happens at in and out where, where you get your burger and your milkshake and then you look under the cover and it's like wait it's christian this is <laughs> oh this christian song wait it's about oh it's a it's technically a sort of protest song from 1962 right it's technically yeah. a sort of protest song that's written by like uh person who turned against the nazis and a jew so yes it's and, like and, yeah. and a jewish pianist um yes it was written as a response to the existential dread in the cold war uh the way regney tells the story in the studio the producer was listening to the radio to see if we had been obliterated and then en route to my home i saw two mothers with their babies in strollers the little angels were looking at each other and smiling that inspired the first line of the song said the night wind to the little lamb so it was oh, it was directly inspired by that mood of Cold War fear at the I time. Can't, can you imagine listening on the radio to find out if your nation will explode soon? Like that instead kind of, of TikTok, dread. you mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not have it in a funny video too on slow, TikTok too in twenty seconds. Like, oh, <laughs> but just I, I mean, like, I guess we can all sort of relate a little bit now, feeling that like really intense dread every day. But like that's that feeling. It well, is awful, and I, I feel so much yeah, compassion for people who live through that. There's something about finding, you know, because I was kind of like, yeah, all the good Christmas songs are generally written by people who are not Christian or, you know, aren't super religious mm-hmm. for whatever reason. A lot of the commercial songs were written by uh, Jewish songwriters, like Tin Pan Alley people. Sure. Um, and also just like Christmas isn't even that old. There aren't, you know, it's kind of a... <laughs> right. Well, you know, commercial Christmas is is like a yeah, relatively like new phenomenon. We know it now. Yeah. yeah. The it's things that the things that Christmas songs are selling us. Yes. Fully. Yeah, like all of the a lot of the classics are from the 40s and 50s. Like they're not even that beyond right. like the hymns and you know things like that, but yeah, they're all in like this frozen in this very specific time. <laughs> yeah, it's all this like you know, and it and it represents this kind of like American, you know, a time of great prosperity that mm-hmm. like will never come again, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the music itself has so much nostalgia wrapped up in it, and then it's like a lot of it's written by people who like don't even celebrate Christmas, so it's that <laughs> thing of just like your nose pressed up against the window and like. You know, Rudolph 
the red nosed reindeer. Redheaded like, bitch. Uh, I yeah. think is his name. Red. Red. Yes. Yeah. I think you can say that because you are also a redhead. So we're that's allowed. right. No, we're and he's allowed. part of the community, so it's kind of something <laughs> community. We can say. Yes. <laughs> I, I identify with Rudolph. What's that? Yeah, I was a part of the community. No, you've appropriated the community and you've infiltrated yourself into well, the community. While gatekeeping in the community is what I found out. <laughs> <laughs> well, on patreon.com slash redheaded bitches, you can uh, join <laughs> they and let me. be included. But yes, they, they even uh, went as far as to say that they, they had a hard time singing, the husband and wife had a hard time singing the song live because it made them so sad to think about, even though it's like a joyous song. I thought it was like they couldn't perform it because it was too political, but that would make more sense. No, I, th- I, th- I think it hides its, its politics pretty pretty well. I think it was just like their emotional reaction and response to it that, that yeah because the... i feel i feel like there are a lot of songs that are you know were once really uh just like up for debate you know were once radioactive in some way to maybe mm-hmm. not use the best term but now we think of it as like wallpaper yeah just to find <laughs> yeah. it, oh, totally. just especially this one because this one to me is like it's on every christmas album everybody covers this song and it's not like a like a banger, you know. Mm-hmm. It's maybe it's no, but it's not like the can Pachelbel, whatever yeah. it is. There's some there's some Christmas songs that are just like you know get you amped. This one's more like end of the night, drinking some eggnog, just wondering what the baby Jesus is up to right now. Right, which the sort of like melancholic feeling that you might have felt even intuitively or instinctually right. all your life listening to it. Fully makes sense given yes. the context of mm-hmm. this husband and wife grieving over the state of the world. Yeah. The state of suspense. Yes. Uh-huh. And and I do think there is something Jewish about that kind of like melancholy Christmas song. Because they a lot like a lot of them are so melancholy. And yeah. that's why I love the Sinatra Christmas album, especially, mm-hmm. is because it's just like a depression album. You know, yeah, he's yeah. like an Elliot Smith forerunner. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, there's a time and place Needle also the for head. the for the Mannheim steamroller mm-hmm. to just uh, put me in my feelings. But I, I think all the most beloved Christmas songs are like pretty, uh, pretty sad. Yeah, at their core. Yes. Um, now, yeah. given that rich history, it was of course made a hit by Bing Crosby. Uh, other artists there's a pretty funny Robert Goulet cover of it as well which uh, the which they said was their favorite yeah because he screams really? peace yeah because he's angry and, yeah, it, and he's they like, were like he's peace. the only one who got it he's oh. the one who got that it was like an wow. anti-war he doesn't sound song. that angry I could, I could play a little <laughs> bit of it but <laughs> Robert Goulet like anti-war activist <laughs> gets it <laughs> alright let's see okay here it is does this sound like an angry man to you? What I hear, a song, a song, high above the tree, with a voice as big as the sea, with a voice as big as the sea. Maybe anger was different back then. Seems triumphant. Said the shepherd boy. To the mighty king. Mighty king. I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't sound that angry to me. I take back what I said about it not being a banger. That that bucked. It, it can bang. 
It came back. Well, and and uh, now given the rich history of it, all the covers that we've come to know, one one of which includes the Whitney Houston cover, which that's the best one. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, my can f- we hear a little bit of that? Yeah. I don't think I've listened to it. Oh, of course. Intentionally. Okay, here we go. This is "Do You Hear What I Hear" by Whitney Houston, and I'm gonna play the Whitney Houston original version, not the. Pentatonics plus Whitney Houston version that they did. No, they didn't. They pos- didn't do that. Posthumously. They did not hologram her onto their song. The, as a matter of fact, they didn't. Um, okay, that is unholy. The, it, it, we it, as a culture need to cast out pentatonics. It is time. Yeah, and maybe maybe we're complicit by playing that Dr. Anthony Fauci drop every <laughs> every episode. <laughs> That's a yes from me, dog. That's a yes. The best. And here's a no from me, dog. Oh, no. I'm not even going to play it. It sucks. Don't platform pentatonics on this show. I think that's the platforming (laughs) we need to abolish most. It's not not Shapiro and Peterson and all the Joe Rogan, Alex Jones nonsense. It's pentatonics by by It's a leftover from the acapella culture that took took hold of us. It's all connected. They're all controlled by pentatonics. (laughs) Did we all listen to the third day version of this song? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to play a little bit of it. This is third day from their album. I always want to call him Mac Miller. (laughs) That's not it, right? It's not not Mac Miller. No, No, it's it's Mac Fowl. It's a little... He plays with the melody a little bit in this interesting sort of southern root sort of way. I went to the little land Do you see what I this is like the true detective version. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Slow-mo shots of Woody Harrelson in a field. dancing in the night with the tear as big as a kite. With a tear as big as a Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy. I think it sounds okay. I think it sounds okay. Mostly. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like don't know. parts of maybe, it. Maybe this is a mental illness, but I just like the sound of this song very much. And I don't like his style usually. <laughs> Do she would I? I think that might just be the power of a really good song, though. It's this the song, song outshining so the singer good. in a lot of cases. Yeah, and the melody of this song is so um, unexpected, I guess. 
it's just really well written. Well, Caroline, I can test that theory for you a little bit. This is a, a cover of it uh, by... Uh, someone push me in, to in, my in similar esteem to Mac Legend. Powell, this is Mr. Said Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, this album also gets played in my house a lot. I played this a lot in college. Nasty. I, I, I still don't understand why people listen to Bob Dylan. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I didn't grow up with it. But I just, how do you, how do you call that music? Like, how do you listen? You sound like a, you sound like a parent right now. How do you call yeah, that? But it, That's what people but, said about hip hop or punk. Like, to you me. You sound like a, like a greatest generation parent. You're like, mm, this yeah. doesn't sound like the swing music of my <laughs> day. Hip hop is good. Swing is good. What is Bob Dylan? Like that is a cartoon voice. <laughs> have you have you ever listened to his Christian period albums? Yeah, and oh, as a matter we? of fact, we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was blinded have. by the devil, but I'm ready for the wind. Uh, this is a uh, said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? So this this song is basically a game of telephone. The night wind to the lamb. Lamb to a shepherd boy, shepherd boy to a king. King said to the people. So it's about spreading the good news and the peace to everybody yeah. in the yeah, land. Yeah, it has to go from from the from nature to animals to uh, the people in power, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting with a fart, which is the you know <laughs> night wind. That's how everything starts, if you will. And then a little boy hallucinating that a farm animal is speaking <laughs> special revelation. Normal, normal. A shepherd boy. I just like when people talk a lot about the shepherds aspect of the of the nativity story because mm-hmm. I just like them. They seem they seem the most relatable and the most um, I don't know the they're the best audience surrogate for the story. They're I the think. working class of the Bible. They're the working class. Yeah, yeah. They- and like I I would be so bewildered if I were them, and so I like that we get to just feel it along with them. Like, mm-hmm. What? Shepherd boy said to the mighty king, "Do you know what I know?" <laughs> Which is funny. Like, did you hear what? Like a lamb <laughs> said something. Okay, what? Like, <laughs> but then the little boy is going to prison. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so convincing though that the king's yeah. like, "Shit, I have to tell freaking everybody." Let's get on the horn. This. And yeah. he's like, I don't know, but he was real convincing in the moment. So peace, I guess it's peace. <laughs> That's the the underlying thing I'm trying to to get across here. Uh, and and I did think of you, Caroline, with a, a star dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite, just freaking <laughs> absolute, absolute caboose on tail. that thing. Just with like cats. Just What's like that the movie? It's just like the movie Cats. Oh yeah, <laughs> just think about freaking Mr. Mistopheles, just. Wiggling that thing around, Can't baby. Can't stop thinking about him. Oh my god! Also I mean, a nativity of sorts. The musical cats. I'm getting. <gasps> wait, this this might kind of. this might come out on my one year anniversary of having seen Cats in a movie theater, and I'm getting oh yeah, legitimately emotional about it. Me too. Me hey, too. Hey, stop jacking off just because you didn't have a good experience, Caroline. <laughs> wait, did you have a good experience with it, Molly? Oh yeah, and it was the last movie I ever saw. So. Really. <laughs> I like rarely go to theaters, but Mm -hmm. we like convinced some friends who aren't even fans of cats to see it. And we all had an incredible time. It was actually a great last movie to see. 
Yeah, I would have been happy if that was my last movie. I would have preferred that to what I saw from my last movie. Sonic for that? the fourth Sonic. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's it was, fine it was Emma. I saw Emma. It was Troll World Tour. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Classic. Yes. A tail as big as a kite. I think that's missile imagery, right? That's what I took it to be. Now I'm just rethinking everything I thought I knew about this song. A star dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite. Like, that's the missile trip. Wait, I'm not trying to be like an Alex Jones chemtrail (laughs) person, by the way. Like, it's in the song. The frogs are going gay. But they wouldn't want to celebrate the mistletail. The mistletoe. Whoa, mistletoe. 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 They were married. They were probably kissing when they wrote this song under the mistletoe. Guys, we figured it out. Mistletoe. What if we kissed under the (laughs) mistletoe? <laughs> I want a Tumblr graphic as a tree. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I don't like that. I I feel like that was not their strongest uh, lyric in as this. Big as a kite. <laughs> this part, I don't. What, I don't like that. Okay, if I was if I was in you know with as with long as a kite, respectful boundaries. Like say I was in a committed relationship with this person. I said, "Honey, you got a tail as big as a kite." How do you think that'd go over? <laughs> It's just wrong too because like they're talking about the kite's tail. It's just frustrating to me not the kite itself. So I'm thinking of like a kite size. I've always thought the lyrics to this song were totally weird and Mm -hmm. finding out they were written by somebody who English is not their first language makes it make more sense also. (laughs) Oh, that's true. He's a Frenchman. He's a French guy. These feel like... With a voice as big as the sea... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like all the metaphors are a little bit like, what What does yeah. that mean? Like a voice as big as the sea. Like, yeah. like Wait, a, can, I can, get it, but can, also it's sort of hard to imagine or visualize in any way. <laughs> yeah. Like I just always try to visualize what's happening in the song. And it's like, I know we're at the manger yeah, and it's the nativity. It's like, oh, but we can the, all resonate with kite size. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring him silver and gold. By the way, my association with silver and gold biblically is narrative. Or uh, it's negative. Did I say narrative? I meant negative. You did. That's wow, narrative. Hey, mistletail. Narrative. Simile. Amelie. Amelie in Paris. In Paris. French man <laughs> wrote this. Frickin' oh my God. Oh, we I do it think it's again. cool that his name is Noel. <laughs> Can I play a version of the song by Miss Mary J. Blige? Oh, yeah. Featuring mm-hmm. Jesse J. And the silver and gold part, they go a little. J. They go a little bit wild at here. I'm oh, gonna play it for you. Okay, here's the silver and gold part that they do. Let us bring him silver and gold. Let us bring him silver and gold. <laughs> Turns into a different song. <laughs> hey guys, no, it's it's called. Do you hear what I? It's not called silver and gold. We can do another take. No, they decide to riff on silver and gold. <laughs> That's what's so fun about a song like this, though, is that it can be interpreted like a hundred billion different ways and i think we heard all of them today oh my god yes well we 
Well, there's one. Did we hear all of them, Kevin? There's one left, Molly, that Uh-oh. I think is Uh-oh. is worth giving a play. Uh, and this is, uh, you know what? I'm going to play this for Molly and see if she can identify who this is. No, 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 no. I won't do that. I won't try to play a trick. This is a rendition by Miss Rosie O'Donnell with a special little guest. Wow. As well. <laughs> Said the night wind to the little I would never have gotten that. Way up in the sky, little lamb. Oh. Do you see what I see? A star, a star. Somehow I knew it was going to be Elmo. Yes, it's Elmo! As big as It's Rosie O'Donnell and Elmo. That's kind of me and you, Kevin. What? Why? It's kind of me and you. Sure is. what I I like how they just auto-tuned the No oh my god. Do you hear what I hear? Okay. <laughs> was this before or after she did Tarzan? Like, did Tarzan make Rosie remember, like, I'm a singer, you know? I, Is she I, a singer? I need to get into the studio. <laughs> she really sounds like J-Lo there. I- <laughs> yeah, she does sound like J-Lo. Oh, my God. Gang, it was the same Voice year. Twins. It was 1999. Was it was the it same year as Tarzan? Like a year for cinema. Yes, that's right. Oh, my God. It really did. I can't recommend, folks, I can't recommend a Rosie Christmas enough this is a album in which she has duets with Donny Osmond, Rosemary Clooney, Elton John, what? Elmo, Cher, Miss Lauren Hill, and Angelica Pickles. <laughs> I love a cash-in Christmas album. I Did you love say it. Angelica Pickles That's from right. Rats? Oh, yeah. That's right. Because I feel like there's nothing more cynical than a Christmas cash-in album, but then all the songs are about, like, don't be cynical. Right. <laughs> Right, it's not about commercialism, it's about the spirit. It's about Wait, Jesus. Hold on, is her album like for children or is it It's for, for... all of us, it's for the kids. Okay. It's for the whole family. <laughs> to have Elton John and Angelica Pickles. Wait, Angelica is the bully from Rugrats. She didn't even get yeah. like the cute, what's the main kid? Chucky? The bald one, no. Oh, Tommy? Tommy, Tommy. yeah. What song, does, what song does she do with Angelica? I need to know. Oh, she yeah, does. I, I saw Mommy Kissing I... Santa Claus. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it's like a rock Okay, here's number. Caroline's oh favorite music. God. <laughs> this is music to Caroline. Now this is music. <laughs> this is a voice. A voice for the ages. Didn't she play Mama Rose once? What's that? Oh, probably. Oh, really? She should have. She thinks she, really... she did play Mama Rose and Gypsy once. Gosh, I'm pro really Rosie. I like her. Uh, she yeah. was ready to sing. She, was she ready did. To sing. And she's like, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas album, all my friends, plus cartoons. This is going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> now, Caroline, uh, kind of keeping in theme of something we talked about at the beginning of this episode, we don't have only one. Elmo version of this song. Mm. We do have two. 
and thank God there is a uh, (laughs) yes thank God indeed (laughs) there is a version from Elmo's Christmas Countdown with Alicia Keys that's when you have to believe the most Elmo does absolutely she is like 15 on this but his harmonies here are so good he's learned so much in the years since listen to him Jesus Christ did not descend from heaven, born in a barn, so that this little puppet could disrespect him. I disagree. He's honoring it with his earnestness. He is not reverent to the Lord. He's being sincere. He is trying to fuck Alicia Keys, and I don't like that they turn theirs into their little love ballad on the stoop. You know, I feel like maybe he learned a couple. He learned a couple things from Jesse J. and uh, <laughs> and Mary J. Do you think Mary J. and Jesse Jason have a super group just called the Jays? The Jays. Yeah, and they should have a music video directed J. by J.J. Abrams. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, and Michael Fo- J. Fox. Hey. Oh, oh my yes. God. New memoir out super now. Team. Um, I mean, I will say, I do think their harmonies are horny. <laughs> like, weirdly, sometimes the, people... The yeah, Caroline's more... right. I No, yeah, I wasn't wrong. Almost trying to fuck. <laughs> I don't think so. They should have done... Oh, he should have done what? They should have done, like, Santa Baby or something a little more. Oh. Santa Baby is even more fuck time well, than that, that than do you hear what I hear. <laughs> they had really good chemistry. They did. They, I know, yeah. and it, it, it is hard to deny. It's electric. The, this yeah. is also, uh, this it. is a special, Caroline, We I might just make you watch this with me for the podcast okay. or not. I don't care. Because right. also in this, in this special are Jamie Foxx, Anne Hathaway, and Kevin James. So, oh, I'd watch this. We might need to watch it. Yes, oh uh, we're gonna need to watch that. Uh, yeah, that's a I'm gonna need to watch that for me. Uh, oh god, any other covers we want to highlight before we just rate this freaking song? I mean, there's the Adele Dazeem cover, and there's the we hardly s- talked about the third day one, I guess, but I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, yeah, got the your, Southern Rock. Got your Carrie Underwood, it's, Carrie it's Underwood. A, everybody's well, done and it. the classic Bing Crosby who made it famous, right. Yeah, but he's got enough to shine. We don't need to play him. I think it was in the the Christmas special, which was a lot of songs I think got famous. The Spotify of its day being in the Bing Crosby Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that how it got it all? Oh, the big airtime. Don't you think? Don't you think that like, and I know there's been scattered ones here and there, like Colbert did a Christmas special, I think in 2000. Oh, I loved that Christmas seven. special. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. Was Bill fun. Murray did one directed by Sophia Miley Coppola. Miley Cyrus. There's a, didn't she? There's a Mariah Carey one coming out. There is one. Yes. Casey Mosgrave oh, did one last year yeah. or, or two the Mariah, years ago. Mm-hmm. The Mariah one has Ariana Grande. <gasps> mm-hmm. They finally made peace. Oh, my Finally. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Weird feud. see that. <laughs> there should be more. There should, there be, should more. be more. There should be more. They should be pumping them out. But they should be even weirder than like 
musicians like Mariah. They should have, they should make just strange actors do them. Yeah. Like they, John yeah. C. Riley should host a Christmas special. Oh, oh yeah. Or something, right? That would be fun. Something like that. That'd be great. So, he can sing too. That's my hot time. Oh I like gosh. that Amy Sedaris uh, homemaking show at home with Amy Sedaris. Oh yeah, she's Did done she do some. A Christmas special? She does some Christmas episodes. There's a lot of like holiday episodes, and they're very uh, yes. funny and fun. Oh, is that up. the one where Nutmeg comes in too? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Amy, Amy Sedaris just kind of feels like Christmas, regardless, right? Yeah. 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 So, she gets the the balance of wholesomeness and fucked upness. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, perfect, uh, so perfectly. Um, okay, well, let's write this song. The way this works, Molly, is we're going to give it a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast, we send it up to heaven. And that's when we say to this song, yeah, 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 yeah. holy roast, that's a thumbs down. We send it to hell and we say, no, 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 no. And we'll start with Caroline. Um, I'm going to give this a holy toast with a caveat that you you have to bring something to the table because this song very easily becomes a plodding, sad, dull, slow thing. So the con response can be like, yeah, it can test your patience a little bit. Like, it's a a repetitive song too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not bringing something to the table, don't do it. You know who I'm talking to. Rosie. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can bring a little spice to the table, it's going to be fabulous. And so a holy toast, great song, great songwriters, and, you know, no more nuclear war. Beautiful gowns Uh, for now. Uh, We'll turn it to Molly. (laughs) I, too, am going to give it a holy toast. I think um, learning more about this song really made me appreciate it. And now that I know it's anti-war, I won't be able to unhear that about it. And it made me like it more. Yes. Hell yeah. I, too, will give it a holy toast. Do you hear what I hear? Welcome to the resistance. Uh, (laughs) But we're not the final word on this song. I mean, I will say I'll give it a holy toast. But the... Keep in mind the version I'm thinking of is Rosie and Elmo, the definitive right. version of this. And song. you meant the resistance, the, like in iconic. Star Wars, like. And the, I meant the resistance in Star Wars, yes. Because well. Baby Yoda yes. is Jesus. Yes, that's right. Wait, what if the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda did this song on the Mandalorian, like for I a would Christmas special? Cream my pants! Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> He's got such a good voice too. Ooh. Baby Yoda. Pedro? <laughs> yeah, Pedro. Oh, I can't wait for the <laughs> musical episode of Mandalorian. So. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love IP. But uh, we're not the final word on this. Go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. And you can give it a roast or toast yourself. Get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. We did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> love it. Love it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy with that as the new drop. We did it, Joe. We finally got one. We did it. Okay. All right, Molly. All right, Caroline. Now we're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles. We're lighting the candles for the Christmas Eve service. And everyone's got a little candle and the wax is dripping. The best service. And it's got one of those little paper things around it. But still, your dad is like dripping it on the pew in front of him and making (laughs) just a little mess everywhere. And, uh, Molly, on other shows, you might plug yourself and your social media handles and promote your projects, but we're not here to do that. We're here to lift them up and give them to little baby Jesus in the manger as a humble and loving sacrifice to him by saying our projects and social media handles. And we start with Caroline. 
uh, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts online. And uh, this week, I'm going to lift up something I've lifted up before, but continues to be my my go-to mood lifter, good time show, Detroiters. It's great. I think I, I had to buy it on Amazon Prime this time, but it's uh, it's worth every penny. Well, Molly doesn't even know what you're talking about because she doesn't even use Amazon. I know what Detroiters <laughs> is. <laughs> but she knows what Detroiters are. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. It's a great show. It's no, great... she hasn't heard of any shows. <laughs> I don't even have a tell. I t- <laughs> it was getting that way where it's like, your last movie was Cats. You don't use Amazon or Spotify. Just at the end, I'm like, actually, guys, I'm a Mennonite, but I thought that wasn't important to talk about. This is Wait. literally the only outfit I own. <laughs> I watch it I every like, day. I feel like the Mennonites get the best deal because they get to use like some technology. Yeah, best of right. both worlds, like Miley Cyrus. A, a cloister yeah. together. Uh, thank, thank you, Caroline. Beautiful gowns. Thank you, Caroline. We'll turn it to Molly. Uh, thanks so much, guys. I'd like to lift up my Twitter. Is it Molly Lambert? Great uh, follow. Twitter.com. And uh, you can find me on patreon.com forward slash Molly's Sleazy Friends and at Nightcall Podcast on iHeartRadio. Great shows. Beautiful shows. Yes. Thank you, Molly. Uh, You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll lift up uh, David Burns' American Utopia, which uh, I I watched finally this past week. It's good. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have have a, a little emotional connection to it, too, because... They were the musical guests when I visited SNL. So I realized in retrospect, they were the last musical performance I saw in the old world. Caroline, stop jacking off. (laughs) (laughs) She was doing a dance move from Cats. Oh, my bad. No, this is American Utopia. It was a jellicle. No, this is a guitar. This is a bass guitar. (laughs) That's not a bass guitar I've ever played. I'll tell you that much. She's doing the big suit. I know it's all out of envy. I do think it's so cool. You got to see him live. I took the money. Iconic, iconic moment. It's hmm. really cool. Uh, you can lift us up everywhere at Christian Fun Pod. Go to patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun every week. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. Caroline, what is this month's charity? Oh, I'm excited to tell you about this one's charity. It's the Okra Project. You get a car! Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, oh, that's what you were doing. When you sent that GIF reaction, I did not get it. I was like, is, are bees attracted to okra? Anyway, <laughs> Kevin sent me an Oprah GIF. <laughs> the, the project is great. It's a mutual aid collective. It provides support to black, trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people. And it mostly provides meals for them. Really good home-cooked meals. So, great great uh organization check them out hell yeah molly thank you so much for joining us on the show today friend what a fun time so fun talking to you yeah Yeah. and there's nothing left to say except for in all of pods people said hey oh 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 like a tail of a kite Mm, like a freaking (laughs) tail of a kite let's go out with the best version of this song Alicia Keys and Elmo singing Do You Hear What I Hear? Oh, there's also a choir that shows up, by the way. Gorgeous. 
That was a HeadGum Podcast.